time of the crime report. Brought to you by the Crime Stoppers. Southern 1-800-220-TIPS-220-8477. All calls. Uh, as always, uh, kept anonymous. And uh, information that will lead to an arrest uh, could lead to a, a monetary reward uh, of some uh, numerate denomination, we should say. Uh, Joe Jacqueline, retired sergeant NYPD, former commander, uh, officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad, current adjunct professor at John Jay College. Of course, great work as an author of the Criminal Investigative Function, a guide for new investigators. I believe it's the fourth edition, five soon to come. Uh, also, uh, best-selling author, the Cold Case Handbook. We talk about that every week. Joe, a highly decorated member of the NYPD, the most notable Department of Medal of Valor received back in the day. Also, uh, the host of a hit uh, show on the YouTube channels uh, regarding the Gilgo investigation. If you haven't seen it, you're missing a lot. The aforementioned uh, Sarge, Joe Jacklin, we say a very good morning to you, sir. Everything okay there? Good morning, Jay. Yeah, everything's going well. Just a little chilly this morning. That's it. Yeah, and I'll tell you. But uh, no snow. No snow, Joe. I tell you, <laughs> New York has uh, dodged that proverbial bullet the last couple. Now, listen, I'm usually the kiss to death. You'll have a blizzard tomorrow. So Yeah, um, that was not good. <laughs> no, I put, I put the whammy on that. Joe, let's get into a couple of things. Um, let, let's start out. I mean, this is just a horrific story. You know, I always say if it looks like a creep and walks like a creep, uh, it usually is a creep. And I'm talking about this uh, third-grade teacher retired out of Bayshore. The charges that he sexually abused students, uh, Sarge, a couple of decades ago. A 75-year-old right now, Thomas Bernagosi, his name. Uh, where police have charged him with sexual conduct against a child, sodomy as well, both felonies, max sentence and carries 25 years in jail. Horrific storyline here. Yeah, and what really you know got me even more upset about this whole thing is that he's released without bail, and they gave him a, they gave him a GPS monitor. You nailed it. I, I mean, come on. I mean, are you kidding me? Where he, yeah, I mean, he's not a threat to the community, this guy. There's all these allegations. I know people say, well, he's innocent until proven guilty, this and that, but um, there's 30 allegations against this guy. It's not like it's, you know, it's one person from, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. And, you know, Joe, if it's the same guy, I know him well, Ed Hennessy. Uh, back in the day, of course, uh, Ed, who did some uh, very good things in government, uh, for Suffolk County back in the day. Uh, but Ed is a district court judge. And Ed Hennessy, uh, really, uh, Bernard Gozzi, without bail under GPS monitor. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, when I read that, I, I'm a, I was, in, I was incensed, as incensed on that as the rest of this storyline here. How could you do that? How could you release this guy? How do you possibly release this guy without bail? I, I don't care if you have 10 uh, GPSs on his ankle. I could care. You know what? Put him behind bars. And, you know, it's one thing if you have, it's one thing if you have one or two of these uh, complaints and whatnot here. When you have 45 former students who are suing the district and saying that they were sexually abused by this creep 
and that the district didn't do anything to protect them. I mean, are you kidding me? Sarge, I tell you. Well, that, yeah, that's that's the point. Yeah, I was going to say, I was I correct. I said 30, but it's it's 45 students um, have filed separate lawsuits. Uh, I, I mean, th- well, this case is saying, well, this is only two individuals, you know, cases going forward, and they, that's why they really, I, I, I can't justify this. I just, I just don't. I mean, you can't tell me that this isn't this person isn't a potential threat to the neighborhood. I, I just don't understand this um, bail reform law, and, and people need to understand that this is exactly what's going on, not just in your communities, but in communities all across New York State. And it's just absolutely outrageous. It is. We talk about this all the time. You know, the the, the governor is uh, seriously looking into reparations regarding the state of New York and slavery back in the day. But I said this the other day. She looks hard in that area, but not in the area of criminal activity as far as what's going on on the streets. I mean, it's unbelievable. Are you kidding me? Uh, that was a as as poor a judgment from a judge than I've ever seen in my life. How do you let a guy like this out there? How do you let him out? I mean, could you imagine if this guy... Now, listen, I understand he'll have the monitor everything on him. Uh, but I'm sorry. You, if you, can't, you can't possibly intertwine this individual into society. I, I don't care if it's Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, July 4th. I don't care. He belongs behind bars based on these allegations. 45 students. Okay? 45. Not five. Not four. Put them together. 45. Serious stuff. Serious stuff. You know, I just, I just hope that as people read the story or they're listening to us now, just to look it up, look it up for themselves to make sure that we're, you know, that we're not making up stories here. This is exactly what it's transpired, and it's absolutely, it, it's. It, look, I can't say that I'm shocked because this has been going on for years now, but it's just the fact that this continues to go on and it seems to go unabated, and it doesn't seem to have any public pushback. Well, Joe, you know the only thing is, you know how there's pushback. You know how there's public pushback. You know how you, you know how you push back against this nonsense? You go to the polls. And you vote properly. That's what you got to do, Joe. No, I understand that. But we know how hard that is to get people to, to go and vote, especially on Long Island. It's, it, it just seems to be less and less people voting now. And, and when people who do vote, they either vote strictly on party lines or they just vote for the wrong person for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I, I just double checked my information and it is, you know, Ed Hennessy, uh, you know, I was friends with him way back, uh, such a former assemblyman and a Brookhaven town councilman, uh, hard to believe. And of course, uh, all that's going on right now, you know, as he was an assistant county attorney back in family court. And, uh, I'll tell you a tough deal, a tough deal. Uh, indeed. So uh, we'll have to watch this one. The Sarge with us. Uh, cops, NYPD cops, Sarge, would need to log all investigative encounters with civilians beyond the requirement, which was two, 22 years ago, by the way, to document those in which a person has been detained and isn't free to go. It's under legislation passed Wednesday, uh, Sarge, by the New York City Council. 
The final version of the bill, a uh, little tweak of a draft amid criticism that it meant any police-civilian interaction would be subject uh, to needless bureaucracy. But this new version clarified that uh, casual conversations uh, between police and the public are not covered by this le- legislation. So it's kind of like a veto-proof uh, majority, Joe, on this. Uh, yeah, no, it just uh, Jermaine Williams, uh, he, you know, I mean, listen, they, they, they couldn't create any more anti-cop legislation in the world. And then what happens now is as cops further distance themselves from the civilian public, they're going to people are going to be screaming and saying, why don't the cops want to interact with us? Why, why this and why that? And you watch. This is what the complaints are going to be going months forward. City councils themselves will be saying, well, the police aren't, uh, you know, they're not. They're not talking to anybody. They're not this. They're not that. Well, what do you expect? <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? They, you're 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 removing the ability of now being able to t- speak to people during preliminary investigations. I mean, is this the smartest thing that we can do right now? I mean, I, I can tell you, they just can't. They just can't help themselves. And you, and you wonder why there is so much back and forth uh, with everything going on. Uh, with our police officers and everything else. My goodness. Uh, and they wonder why they're retiring and resigning in, in, in record numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And can't. And, and you wonder why there's no recruits coming up the pipeline either. Uh, yeah. You know, it's unbelievable. These, these classes uh, of graduation are so low right now. Uh, listen, there's no surprise. Who wants to become a cop? I mean, there's no accolades around it anymore. None. After this, oh, oh, I mean, it, 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 it accentuates that, Sarge. Yeah, there's only chance of getting in trouble, so why bother? Yep, no question. Uh, the Sarge Willis crime report. Joe, how about this? Right out of a movie. Did you see this with a family feud on the Sunrise Highway? It's built in North Lindenhurst. What is that? A man and his yeah. two teenage sons who ro- arrived from the U.K., by the way, recently. Uh, they were trying to settle a dispute with relatives. Uh, what a brawl that was if you saw some of the footage. And it landed them in jail. Uh, Joe, what a scene at around 12.30 in the afternoon on Wednesday, huh? Nothing Long Island about that, boy. My God, right there hitting each other with bats. I mean, when I first saw that other thing, a a buddy of mine told me, he said that his wife was home late for work because of that incident. So it's like, holy cow. I mean, I'm watching this thing, overturned cars, people getting hit with bats. Uh, brawling, uh, massive brawling out in the street. Then you just kind of shake your head and go, have people really lost their their minds ever since? I I think things have changed dramatically in our culture since COVID and the lockdowns and everything like that. It just seems that some some of this behavior is just like way off the charts. Yeah, no doubt about it. Just uh, crazy stuff. You know, can you imagine, you know, you're just uh, trying to have a little bit of an outing uh, with the uh, the wife and the kiddies on, on Wednesday? Uh, you know, maybe go to a little lunch at Chuck E. Cheese or something, and you see this nonsense. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> On Sun- Sunrise Highway. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it was, crazy. It, it, crazy stuff. I, I, I encourage everyone to go to either YouTube or whatever and watch the video, because if you haven't seen it, yeah, you know, we're not trying to make it sound like it's hysterical, but you just, you, you just, you just shake your head and say, what is wrong with people? What has happened? <laughs> People have lost their minds. I'll tell you one thing. Sarge with us, of course, crime report. Joe, I, was, I asked this question before, and I, I figure you can answer it better than anyone. Is there any training for police when they go to somebody's house and somebody is swinging a shower rod at them, sir? 
Well, the, the, you automatically kick into the, what we call the EDP procedure, emotionally disturbed person. If there's, if there's a chance for you to tactically retreat, you do so. If there's no one else that can be harmed in the, in the house or room or wherever it may be, you, you try to uh, you know, take, this, take your time in order to try to negotiate with them. But if somebody's being attacked and being assaulted with that, then you, the cops have to go right in and take care of it. All right. Well, uh, and I and I say that because three officers had to be hospitalized yesterday. This woman in Uniondale uh, actually swung a shower rod at them as uh, uh, this woman was exposing herself and screaming inside her home. It was around three in the morning. She resisted arrest. The problem also is she had three kids inside that home who appeared lethargic, uh, according to reports. They take it to the hospital as well with the police and this woman. Wow. I mean, you talk about. Uh, you know, unrest in society and everything. We just talk about mental health. Uh, example 101 right here. Well, I'll tell you, police, we got to love our police. What a job they do. Uh, incredible. Jo- Joe? Uh, yes. Let's, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, you you want to say something on that, a final thought? No, no, it just seems as if that's exactly what they had to do. I mean, you had the, chi- the children there that, that look yeah. apparently looked like they needed help, and you have to go in and, and deal with it. And like I said, you I think a lot of times cops are afraid to use force now these days, too, and they end up putting themselves in, in, in even more of a precarious position and end up getting assaulted yeah. and, and injured. Nothing ever good comes out at 3 in the morning. I'll tell you, I say that all the time. Yeah, all right, what about Steve Ballone with an update? Now, he's leaving Joe, as you know, the county executive. He's had 12 years. Uh, he gave an update on how the Long Island Police Reform will lead to having one of the best forces around. Uh, officials, police, have failed to adequately make any of the changes outlined as a reform plan that was adopted two years ago. This is a civil rights advocate saying it. Uh, and he's, they basically are saying that minority communities continue to be victimized by inequitable policing. So the accountability advocates calling a news conference at the Hempstead offices of civil rights attorney Fred Brewington the other day, pushing back by the outgoing county executive Ballone, who said that the plan approved by the ledge delivered landmark initiatives focusing on transparency, modernizing, and professionalizing our police department. What do you think of that? Well, I think there's, um, the verdict isn't out on that yet. Um, and, you know, I'd have to see exactly what the complaints of the groups are, right? What, what are they alleging? Uh, because, you know, if it's about police law enforcement con- contact, like uh, arrests and summonses and those kind of things. But we'd also have to look at, you know, the victimization rate in those areas also. So there's a lot of things that need to be broken down. I don't have the numbers, and I don't think they released the numbers yet. But, you know, you, you, listen, when, when groups make allegations like this, you have, to, you have to do your due diligence. You have to ensure that things are being done properly. You don't want to have a situation that explodes later on down the road because there was something that, that wasn't identified. So, you know, listen, Steve Ballone, wish him luck. You know, bye. He's been around for a long time. There's a lot of things that we can lay on his doorstep, too, including the cyber attacks and the Gilgo thing and James Burke and everything else. So, you know, let's, let's, let's move on. And, and we have there's a new county executive, and, you know, let's see who they pick for the next commissioner. That's, I think that could be a bigger tell than, um, you know, what, what he claims that he's accomplished. No question. Well said, Sarge. And, of course, well done. You got the show. You got the book. Uh, they are flying in a big way. Let's go to the YouTube uh, situation as far as uh, the Gilgo uh, uh, ongoing uh, situation, obviously. 
And uh, you're hitting all cylinders on this, my friend. Yeah, we're doing the, the show. Is um, I think we might cross four thousand subscribers today, so that's like an unbelievable thing. Considering in August we started out with just about zero, so yeah. Um, so yeah, we're closing at four thousand, and and for the next uh, week or so between the holidays, I think well, I'm going to take a break and um, you know gear up for starting January first, and we're going to take a deep dive into the uh, the John Bitroff case. And we're going to start looking at it because we know that his his name keeps on popping up in the dockets for uh, a dismissal on his on his cases that he was convicted of, based on not getting all his um, evidence that that was held against him. Because remember, Tom Spoda was back in charge of the day, so mm-hmm. you, you kind of just roll your eyes and 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 roll your shoulders when you hear it. You say, "Okay, let's see what they got." So, yeah, that's the next no thing doubt the about it. No doubt about it. It's going to get hot and heavy. There's more stuff to come, obviously. The Brain of Bards woman rounding up the go-go four. There's a, a lot happening. I think the next uh, case for Rex Herman to show up in court is in February, so we'll keep an eye on that as well, as well as uh, the uh, the book is just, uh, you know, I, I again, I've lent it. I haven't gotten it back yet. I'm getting a little annoyed with a family member. Um, <laughs> the fact is the Cold Case Handbook is a solid read. Uh, and really outlines cases like Yogo as far as, you know, what people are doing behind the scenes, Sarge. Uh It's a great book. Well, yeah. Can't say it enough. Thank you. And it's, uh, it's also, I was, uh, the publisher notified me, too, that there's been a couple of police departments that have ordered uh, a number of copies of the book. So hopefully, as the training is going on for their for their staff that um, they're using the book for it and seeing if they can help them out and, and solve some of the cases. So I was kind of excited about that. It's great stuff. You can get it on Amazon, the Cold Case Handbook by the Sarge, Joe Jacklone. Uh, Joe, a tremendous uh, Christmas for you, Marie, and, and all. And uh, we look forward to talking with you before year's end. How's that? You too, Jay. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll get one more in there before New Year's. But, yes, have a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk soon.